Hello, frequent flyers, and welcome to Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. I'm your host, David Walsh, and I talk to some of Australia's top points collectors. We dive into their backgrounds, stories, redemptions, and of course, their best hacks. The managing editor of Point Hacks, Daniel Skibberis, joins us today. We'll be discussing one of the best points redemptions you can make, a one world around the world booking. This can be done in economy, business, or first class using your Qantas points, and it's pretty epic. All right. We have a very special guest today, Daniel Skibberis, the managing editor of pointhacks.com.au. Daniel, welcome. G'day, Dave. How are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. It's going to be 35 degrees in Melbourne today, which uh, considering it was around about 17 yesterday, it's... Uh, yes. It's a shock to my system being from a very consistently warm 28 degrees. Well, you live in the Gold Coast. Yes, yes. Which, which is a, like you're, you're in Melbourne, coming from the Gold Coast, and for some reason you're in full-length jeans, a, a long sleeve shirt, uh, and just not, not dressed for the weather in the slightest. <laughs> yes. Well, I was dressed for the 20 degrees yesterday, not the uh, 34 degrees today and the 37 degrees tomorrow. It's actually, it's meant to be minimum 24 tonight. Yeah. It's going to be a hot night. And then tomorrow night, it's a minimum of nine. Yeah. But 37 yeah. is the top. Welcome, so, welcome to Melbourne. Welcome to Melbourne, it's right. Just, it, it is yeah. just a surprise of a weather system every single time. Um, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Um, you're obviously an absolute, like, plethora this deep well of points knowledge uh makes me feel very very dumb every time i talk to you about points um but you've got a, a heap of history in both earning and redeeming points um and and today we'll be talking about one of the best value points redemptions that, that's available in the marketplace uh which is the uh, an around the world ticket mm-hmm. um with uh, with Qantas. Mm-hmm. but before we we dive into the real uh, meat of what we want to talk about uh, I thought it might be good to just give a give our audience a bit of a background as to who you are, mm-hmm. um, what you do, how you got into points. Um, so, yep. Daniel, who are you? Yes, um, I'm Daniel, the managing <laughs> editor. Um, look, I've been with Point Hacks since January of 2016. I started off just as a uh, casual uh, contributor to the site and I joined um, the company uh, in middle of last year. So, mm. it's a fantastic job. I started off as senior writer full-time and, and I've now got this um, managing editor role. Uh, what got me into frequent flyer points? So, back in the day, now I'm talking 19-something. It was actually 1999. I remember yep. my dad... Yep. No, 1997 it was actually. It was, it was in high school still. And uh, my dad got one of those advertisements or you know promotional material for the... Qantas ANZ Telstra card. So, oh. well, there was a triple co brand in yeah, those days. Yeah, wow. And I was reading it and I, it was for $99, I think, was the annual fee. You could earn one Qantas point per dollar spent on the card. And I just thought it was the best thing around that, you know, you're going to spend money on your credit card anyway to do shopping or whatever. So, you're getting something and, for uh, it. Yeah. And I wasn't old enough to get a credit card, unfortunately. <laughs> so, I tried to convince Dad to get one because he had the Telstra um uh, ANZ, I think it was credit card right. at the time, which just didn't have that Qantas component. And I never convinced dad to go and get that card because he didn't want to get the $99 fee. He paid the $99 <laughs> fee. But but I always said to myself from that card, once I turn, well, once I get a full-time job, yeah. um, I'm going to get one of these frequent flyer cards. Yeah. And uh, and I did. So that's how I got started. Interesting. And what was the what was the first time you were like, okay, I've got a, I've got a good amount of points. I'm going to book something. Oh, Gee, that's a long time ago. (laughs) When was the first time I redeemed? Um, Look, I think it was 
Gee, I don't know because I w- look. I've got to admit, I'm a bit of a points hoarder. I know. So uh, you, um, you have. So I always like to save up enough points. points to to get a redemption. It was for a business class flight. I think it might have been in 2008 when I went to the US. I think it was. Yeah. No, I remember when it was. Sorry, apologies. It was in 2012. It was in 2012, um, and I booked a first class flight to LA. That's when it was. That was your first. That was your first yeah, redemption. Yeah, because a first class flight. It was. You're coming was. out of the gate strong there, Dad. Although, yeah, but to my defence, uh, <laughs> I was actually looking for a business class redemption, <laughs> and there was nothing available. And, I guess um, I'll do first. <laughs> and I thought 144,000 points, um, first class. It's available. I can't believe it's available. I'm going to go and get it. So, who'd, that's what I did. Who'd you fly with? Uh, it was Qantas. Qantas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, no, actually before then, yeah, back in 08 and that, I actually had just flown economy um, all the time I was paying and saving up my points. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned you're a points hoarder. How many million points do you have at the moment? <laughs> it's a bit of a secret, isn't it? Uh, um, let's just say, let's say it's, it's well into the seven figures. Um, well into yeah, the seven yeah. figures. Yeah, so um, yeah, near around that three million. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Dan. But the thing is, you know, yeah, you shouldn't hoard, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, you shouldn't just spend them on anything either. So, no, it's just no. trying to get that balance Very right. true. I guess mm. you, you've got more than enough for a rainy day. Yeah. Probably wouldn't suggest most people have this much of a bank, but, you know. No, hey. no, absolutely. But then having said that, I mean, it does sound like a lot. But do a few business class trips with a family of four, um, you know, twice in a, in a couple of years. And it'll start to go down a bit oh, too. So, yeah. if, if, you, if you've got a big family to... You know, if you're a solo traveler, they can last you a bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about, you know, why we're here today. Mm. So there's a very, very good uh, value points redemption out mm. there. And, you know, some people know about it, but a lot of people don't. Yep. Um, what is an around the world ticket with Qantas? Yeah. So technically what it is, it, it's a benefit of them being in the one world alliance. So most people think of it as an around-the-world ticket because you can actually go around the world with it. Technically, it's called a one-world classic uh, flight reward, mm. right? And you're just using the, the maximum number of kilometers that you can. So, it's a ticket where if you want to fly business class, it's 318,000 Qantas points um, to, 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 to get onto it. For one person? For one person, yep. yeah. And you can travel up to 35,000 miles. Mm. And you can have a few things as well, like up to five stopovers. And a stopover is that you you um, stop off in a city for greater than 24 hours. Yep. And you can also transit um, up to two times in the one city. And a transit is simply um, a, a stop less than 24 hours. So it could be a connection. But if you make it a 23-hour connection, it's almost like a stopover to yeah, some extent you. as well, right? So it's, it's just a really great benefit because you can travel Travel the world for not that much more than just getting a um, a business class a return business class flight from let's say Sydney to <coughs> London Heathrow yeah. with Qantas. So with that, for example, that would be two hundred eighty nine thousand two hundred points. So pay a little bit extra, pay three hundred eighteen. So what's that? About twenty thousand more points. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be able to travel not just from Sydney to London, but you can go around the world. Yeah. So I've done one of these itineraries myself. I mean, like it's 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 insane when you think about it. It mm. is it's, it's not a small amount of points, but it is a a trip where you can fly every leg in business class. Yep. Um, assuming you you got to you got to do the work to find the availability for the for these seats. But every leg in business class, you can take up to twelve months to do it as well. Yep. Five stopovers. It's um, when you talk when you think about the actual cost of booking this with dollars and cents. Oh, 
the, the value that you get for points is just insane. Yeah, it'd be well past the $10,000 mark to, to do an itinerary like this. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so probably getting closer to the 20000 and And like just, just for the listeners, I mean, the, the, the itinerary I did. Yeah, um, tell, tell, yeah. tell us about your yeah, trip. Yeah, was um, I... So firstly, just on booking, I won't go too much into booking at the moment, but what I would say is, yes, the general rule is the earlier you get in um, to try and look for award seats, the more or the greater chance you're going to have to find those award seats. But I decided to do this, not at the last minute, but, you know, only about five months out. Mm. And I thought, oh, gee, I'm going to have no hope and, you know, of of doing this. Um, You know, I'll find some seats, but not others. Anyway, long story short, five months out, I still managed to secure every leg that I wanted to and found the award seat. So So before we go into um, how you booked it, um, why did you want to do this trip? Like, what what were you looking to get out of this trip? I wanted to visit um, a few things. One, I wanted to visit some of my relatives in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to go to the US because I love the US. Yeah. uh, and I also just wanted to try and visit some spots that in the world that I haven't seen before. And some, some things that are just out of interest for me as well. So, for example, one of the stops is Hiroshima. I wanted to just learn a bit about, you know, what happened there and, mm. you know, the history, history of that place. And, and it's one of those out-of-the-way destinations that you always would love to go to. But, um, you know, it can be out of the way or it can be very expensive. Mm. Like, like domestic flights in Japan are, are incredibly expensive. Oh, even, if you, so, uh, even if you get yep. a Shikansen in mm. Japan, it's, it's, yep. it's still not cheap. Yeah. 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 And, and the beauty about this is even though domestically the, the fares within Japan are quite expensive, when you, when you incorporate them into a one-world classic reward booking, mm. it's, it's cheap as chips. All you're paying is a very cheap amount of, um, you know, taxes, fees and charges. Um, so, yeah. So... Let's hear let's hear your itinerary for this trip. Yeah, so I started off in Brisbane. I went to Tokyo Narita, spent a few days there in Tokyo, then went to Hiroshima, um, came back to Tokyo, spent another day there to then get my flight over to London Heathrow. Then um, I spent some time in Europe just doing some cheap domestic flights there, but um, then went um, from London Heathrow to JFK, then JFK to Seattle, then Seattle to uh, LaGuardia, LaGuardia to Shanghai, and Shanghai back to Beijing. So, look in terms of some one of the reasons I went to Seattle, for example, is to go to the Boeing factory, which I had already oh, done. Of course, which I had already done. Oh, of course, but I did it again, and I was happy I did it again. Um, also, in Europe, uh, I, I did take a separate flight over to Toulouse, so I got to see the Airbus factory as well. So that was um, that <laughs> well, you was wouldn't part of you that. wouldn't be the managing editor of Point Hacks yeah. if you didn't have a deep rooted <laughs> love for planes. Yes, yes. Um, Shame the A380's ending, so it's good to have seen the A380 getting built. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that was fantastic. So, look, I did all that. Um, when I did it, it was 280,000 points. But, look, it, 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 318 is still fantastic value. Mm. Incredible value, in fact. And so, um, so yeah, it, so, it's something I recommend. Yeah. So, every leg of that was business class? Every leg of that was business class. So, the trick with these One World Classic rewards is you want to make sure that um, you don't have one leg in first class, for example, because then the whole itinerary prices is first. Mm. Um, now, if you have one leg in economy, well, that's okay. Um, it'll still price as a business class flight though. So always try and 
make sure that you're going to get on an airline and get a seat that'll get you what you're paying for. So yeah. in that case, it's yeah. class. Yeah. So in that case, that say you're you're booking your your route and you man, you can see okay, well six out of the seven flights I see I can get business class for. Yeah. But one's economy. Is that still okay? Look, it's still okay. And and if you really can't do it, uh, and that's the only flight, and especially if it's a short one, that that is um you're holding you up. Mm-hmm. I personally would do it because, yeah. you know, um, there's no guarantees that you're going to be able to get, you know, 17 different legs, let's say, of, mm. of business class seats. So, I would personally do it. Now, if there's a lot of them or if it's, you know, a few really long haul, you know, economy flights that you're going to be doing, you might want to reconsider because you will be getting priced to the business class fare. So, there is a there is an economy version of this ticket as well. There is, yes. So, um uh, it's about half the points. It's about half the points, yeah. And so, whatever that that would work out to be. But yeah, so then you can do all of that in economy. Still excellent value. You're going to get, you know, so much more than if you went to buy each of those individual segments around the world in mm. economy individually. Yeah. So, um, these are great fares. These one more classic rewards. So, with the, the trip that you did, um, was there any um, any logical thought process or planning you had to do for that that led you to that specific itinerary uh yeah look i had to play around a bit um so i didn't necessarily say i definitely want to do japan first for example like i could have gone the other way around the world to be honest uh it was just a case of maximizing my you know what i could find and Mm. and and then and then working out a, a route around that so yeah it did involve a bit of flexibility it did involve a bit of backtracking so um for those that were keeping track of what i had done i had flown from london to to Seattle mm. um, via JFK and then went back to New York. And the reason I did that, not because I wanted to keep crisscrossing the US, it was simply because I could find a seat between London Heathrow and Seattle. I couldn't find one to, to, to New York. But then I could find one from Seattle to New York a few days later. So, yeah, it involved it involved maybe a little bit more flying. And look, you want to keep that to a minimum where you can simply because there is that cap of 35,000 miles. Yes. So, you don't want to be you know using up those miles unnecessarily. But at the same time, if it means that you're going to find a seat versus not finding a seat, then, then you want to be flexible like that. Yeah, fantastic. So, um, are there any other routes that people would look at doing i know we've got a few on our site uh, we've actually got a, a complete guide on this on our site on how mm. to um book a round the world ticket uh, are there any other example um routes that people have done in the past um in terms of the one world round mm. the world you mean oh um yeah i i wouldn't be able to remember all the cities that people have gone to offhand so there's some that had more destinations than I did too, to be honest. But, there's a lot of a lot of people. They'll, you know, it sounds like you did a lot of like that sort of that stopover. You, yep. you hit your five stopovers. Yep. Um, a lot of people are doing like 23 hour mini trips to cities. Mm. Yeah, and that can be good because, of course, a 23 hour by definition in the world one world classic reward um, rules is that that's a transit, mm. not a stopover. Meaning that um, so you've got a cap of five stopovers. In terms of transits, the only uh, cap there is that you can't um, visit the same city twice. So, mm-hmm. um, so a lot of people do try and maximise the transits as much as possible. Of course, there is a technical limit to that, of course, because you've got 35,000 mile yes. Um, yes. mile limit. But um, yeah, but a lot of people do that as well. Well, so look, some cities obviously, if you're going to do that in the 23 hours, you, you know, you, you, it's up to cities like preference. Tokyo, exactly, and, and be huge cities like Tokyo, and that you're not going to see much in 23 hours. So, um, but for the smaller cities, it, it can be quite good, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. So, 
how like it say i wanted to go and book around the world um an around the world ticket yep. what and I, i'm i'm starting now i need to start planning mm-hmm. what should i consider as part of my planning for this trip mm. um how first, do i approach it yeah firstly um Getting up to speed with a lot of the airline partnerships and who's a member of the One World Alliance and everything like that will help you greatly as well. Because, for example, let's say you wanted to fly um, from, you know, Sydney to to London. Um, it, it might be good to know who are the different One World Airlines where I could um, bunny hop my way over, right? Mm. So I could go, um, you know, with Qantas, you can go, Perth to London, you can try that route out if it's if, if, if London is your point wanting to be your first stop. Or you could go, um, you know, British Airways via Singapore. You can go Qantas via Singapore to London. You could go um, on Qatar via Doha, you know, and you might start from a different city if, if, if Qatar doesn't fly from your home city in Australia. So knowing all those different things will help you, you know, when you're looking for these flights and reward seats um, to maximise your chances of getting mm, them. Yeah. Um, so, so doing that first up, going the Qantas website is very good. Um, so, um, they used to have a limitation, for example, where you couldn't find any Japan airlines. Um, I remember that there used, be, there used to be yeah. a hack where you went through the British airline. That's booking. right. So, and, and when I was actually looking for my, my itinerary a few years ago, it was like that. So I had to use the British airways website to see Japan airlines availability, <laughs> then go back to the Qantas. Yeah, Qantas yeah. yeah, because, um, you know, it was a bit more user-friendly in that sense. But look, Qantas is pretty good. So, um, all, you know, you're going to get a, most of the seats available just through that website. But American Airlines is also another good one to have a look at as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so check out what's showing up as their reward bookings as well. Yep. Um, so, that, so doing that initially and doing your homework and making sure that you have constructed an itinerary that fits within the rules um and and that this availability is the way to go now always tr- check it out on the Qantas website though because if you've broken a rule so for example um you might have done a ground a cert, what they call a surface sector so i might land in london heathrow and then start my next leg in in charles de gaulle right mm. so that distance between london and paris is still going to count even though i'm not actually 35000 yeah. yeah yeah but even though i'm not actually flying it right so maybe you forgot that and, um, and and you've just ticked over the 35,000 miles. So if you put that itinerary into um, Qantas through a, what the multi-city search, mm. um, it'll price, it won't price at 318. It'll price a lot higher than that because you've, you've broken one of the rules, right? Mm. So when you've found an itinerary that you think works, put it in. Um, and if it prices at 318,000, then you know it's meeting all the rules. This is a good question, actually. Mm. So if I'm going to book an around the world yep. um, ticket, where do I do that? Do I do it in Qantas multi-city search or do I do it in the the around the world uh, booking tool on Qantas? How, how do I approach That's it? That's a good question. It, it is through the Qantas multi-city search. So if if you put in an itinerary, you go one, you know, one leg, next leg, next leg, next leg. If it fits the 35,000 and all the other rules, mm. it'll come up as 318,000. Really? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, and that's what I did. And, um, and I was able to book it. Now, when I first did it, uh, I didn't have Hiroshima in there, mm. right? So I was able to do it online. Then what I needed to do, well, I decided, hey, I want to go to Hiroshima actually. And so I needed to add that other segment. Now that's a bit more of a complicated process because the minute you need to add, um, and JL wasn't on the Qantas website at the time, I had to call up Qantas and they needed to redo every <laughs> redo really? every single leg. Yeah. So it's um, 
it's it, it's a bit of a painstaking mission if you need to make changes. Also, there's a I think it's six thousand Qantas points now fee to do it, or it could still be five thousand. I'm not sure what it is, um, but uh, uh, there's a fee to add or remove. Mm. Um, but it's still going to be great value oh, if you need to do yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, David, it's the Qantas multi city search is, is yeah, the way because, to do because it because there there is the round the world booking tool on Qantas, which is is. Yeah. Not necessarily the most user-friendly piece of technology I've ever seen, but that's not the way to go to book. No, it's it's through a multi-city search. And that, that's the thing. They don't really make that clear, I guess, but um, but that, that's the way to do it. And uh, it'll price at 318. Mm-hmm. It'll price as a One World Classic reward. Yeah, And I think it does say that on the website. Um, One World Classic reward, 318. Um, bang, you can go and press book. Beautiful. Because the seats will be available. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So... Um, are there any other tips and advice that you'd have for someone looking to book a round-the-world ticket? Be flexible. Yeah. Um, and not just in terms of dates. Be flexible in terms of routings. So, um, uh, you know, you might have wanted to get to London, for example, via Singapore. There's no seats available. But, hey, there might be a seat on Japan Airlines via mm. Tokyo. Yeah. Maybe go and visit Tokyo instead of Singapore. Or, uh, Tokyo's a great spot. Oh, absolutely. I had a great time there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, examples like that. And also, like what I had to do, you might need to backtrack a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, the earlier you get in, the greater chance you're going to get of finding yeah. the route you want. But um, you need to, to be flexible with that. Also need to be realistic, I guess. One person, two people can probably do it. If you're trying to take a family of six... It, it, Good luck it might be speed. harder. Yeah. 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 Or or you, you might need to take um, you know, routes that aren't travelled, you know. Very often. Very often. Yeah, yeah. So you might you'll end up you'll end up getting where you want to go mm-hmm. potentially, but it might take you a lot longer to get there. Yeah. Um, which if you're flying business, maybe isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're doing it on an economy ticket, you know, mm-hmm. again, very good value, but obviously if you're flying with a family, it's a a long yeah. time in the air, yeah. it's still a long time in the air. Yeah, that's true. And the other tip I would, I would give as well is, look, there's some routes that are just more popular than others. So, for example, the Perth to London route is is, is selling pretty heavily. Um, so, there's probably going to be less award seats available on that. And mm. what I found when I was doing the searches, um, uh, you know, anything from LA, I, I was finding it hard to, to get a reward seat. Yeah. But San Francisco on their, on Qantas' older 747 at the time, anyway, mm. were showing up availability at, at various times. But here's another trick as well. Don't dawdle because... It's not that I was dawdling. It was just that I couldn't confirm other legs um, to be able to book. Mm. And so, I had um, on my days, I had about, you know, for, 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 the, for the week I was looking, I had um, San Francisco to Brisbane coming up, um, you know, on, on multiple different, different options. And then one day, they all disappeared. So, um, and that's why I didn't end up doing doing San Francisco because mm. I lost them all. So, um, yeah. So, don't dawdle if you can confirm. If you can't, then, then don't. But but if you if you can confirm, don't don't dawdle. Oh, these, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world in the freaking flight game. Yeah, that's If you right. see availability, um, analysis paralysis isn't going to help you mm-hmm. in that instance. You know, mm-hmm. get, get the seats. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've seen it. We've all seen it at Point Hacks mm. when we're trying to get uh, even just single leg bookings. Mm. Um, you know you could be two minutes too late and someone else has snagged it up. So, yeah. um, Absolutely. And they, they come and go. And look, if, if a seat does go, it doesn't mean it, it, that availability may never come back. Mm-hmm. Um, they may re- re- release more award seats um, down the track, but, but you, have to, you have to keep looking. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, sorry, what I'll say, Dave, sorry, one other thing is what a lot of people do as well in terms of the planning is 
Um, if they can get eighty or ninety percent of the of the route um, locked in, they'll do it. Yep. And then if they need to add another flight later on because availability has come online um, for that particular leg, they'll pay the five thousand fee and get it added in. Yeah. And that's a smart move. Oh too. yes, but if you've got yeah. if you if you think about the, the that fee five six thousand whatever it is, um, in proportion to the total cost of the ticket, uh, it, it absolutely makes sense to do it that way. All it's going to cost you is some points and most likely a bit of time. You're going to be on hold with Qantas. Yep. Um, a lot of us know what that's like. Mm. Um, but that that absolutely makes it's, sense to do it that way. It's absolutely worth it because remember, the alternative is going just point to point. Sydney to London, for example, 289200 and that's it. So, yeah. um, and look, even that is good value, don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. But the One World Classic rewards with Qantas are just fantastic value. And um, yeah, I can't talk them enough. Yeah, brilliant. Well, uh, hopefully more people get out there, check out the multi uh, multi city search tool, um, have a look at these these um, these you know ticket availabilities. You know, Qantas obviously in the part you know in twenty nineteen they increased the cost of this ticket, hmm. but at the same time with the sweeping changes they put across their frequent flyer program, they increased uh, business class availability as well on international sectors. Which yep. even though these tickets cost a bit more now than they used to. Uh, the likelihood of being able to get a booking is higher now compared yeah, to what it used to be. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I know some people are going, oh, you know, more points. Oh, it, it's, it's all bad news. It really isn't. Um, at the end of the day, it is that balancing act that costs a few bit, bit more points now. But also, you know, like anything in life, there is inflation. So, yeah. you know, frequent flyer points, uh, you know, the same thing does happen to them as well. But also the, that availability. Um, having And look, for a lot of people... Um, paying a little bit extra to get more availability well i'd rather pay a bit extra to be able to secure a one world classic reward ticket absolutely yeah i get theoretically can pay less but i'm not going to be able to do it anyway because i can't find the seat so you know you need to look at it do you have any do you have any uh, are you looking to do another one of these tickets soon or well not soon um not because i don't want to it's probably um i've done a lot of travel (laughs) (laughs) over the last year (laughs) and uh, i think i'm probably going to do a bit more point to point next year Uh, i do have a you know a few weddings and that to go to well actually one um wedding next year one the following year in in europe so it will be more of a point to point i think um uh yeah but um but yeah, another one will be on the cards at some point in the next few years for sure. And knowing me, it'll probably be next year. But I'm just saying that now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no worries. Um, thanks for thanks for talking us through the around the world ticket uh, yeah. with with Qantas. Um, some fantastic value there. Yeah. Um, look forward to getting you on another podcast soon. Wonderful. Brilliant. Thanks, thanks Dan. Thank you. That's it for today's episode of Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. Remember to visit pointhacks.com.au for more frequent flyer deals, guides, and tips. I'm David Walsh, and don't forget to subscribe.